0: Welcome to the Metalist, where we discuss our top five personal favorites. Yeah. Is that what you want to call it? We can all do that. things metal, all things distorted guitars. If you dig it, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud. Don't forget, rate and review, like and subscribe, give us a follow, maybe give us a share. Now, you know what time it is? What time is it? I'm ready for some fucking God hammered.
1: The metal The
2: of
3: metal. The they talk about stuff. The metal The
2: And now, your hosts, David Delo Lopez and Jason Smith. This is The Metalist.
1: Greetings and thanks for joining us. Whenever you're joining us, wherever you're joining us, it's The Metalist Podcast. I'm Dave.
0: And I'm Jason.
1: And today, we're talking about a band from the South. So South that their name is Down. It's about
0: as south as you can get yeah pretty much i mean short of leonard skinner or some shit
1: oh yeah that's true hey it's florida panhandle it's kind of on level i don't know my geography sucks at a certain point it's it's down Florida name, panhandle yeah for uh for leonard skinner oh i was gonna say wait what <laughs> yeah
0: like you know, you know the album name
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i was just you know regional south um so I guess to start it off, what was your first exposure to down?
0: I think a friend of mine bought it. Uh, shout out Beavis. Pretty sure that was the first place I, I ever heard it. He, uh, we would just <clears> – <throat> we'd go play – fuck, man. I'm trying to think of what we were playing at the time. Probably like a Madden game for sure. And then I think we played like hockey games and stuff like that, mostly sports games, but I would go over – to his place and we would just play and i mean every once in a while he'd have like i don't know two or three new cds or whatever and at the time like i wasn't really working so i didn't have like a whole lot of money to buy music so i would just cop shit from him and like i remember seeing the album cover and i was like what's this and and you know and honestly i don't think i ever asked him how he heard about it Um, he wasn't like the he wasn't like the go-to guy for like you know oh hey like I got new shit you know, and so I'm not sure how he heard of it but you know and then you flip the flip the disc over you know or, um, flip the thing over let's see wait the disc had the Superdome right yeah yeah oh, the disc yeah. itself had the Superdome and it was on the back I think it was like a picture of everybody if I remember right
1: yeah that was, was like, what i was trying to figure out what was the smoking jesus on the first album or the second one
0: that was on the first one okay actually that might have been the back cover was that because the front cover was just down nola yeah and, and at the time i don't think any of us knew what the fuck nola was <laughs> i mean yeah I for sure it was, i probably thought it was a fucking you know a woman's name or something but i don't think we put it together for a little while but then i mean definitely in the inlay i mean when i saw phil anselmo and then i saw kirk winstein and todd strange and jimmy bauer you know i i mean i don't i may have i think a new pepper's name by that point i mean when i saw the fucking guys in the band i was just like jesus fucking christ like is i mean we'll get to that later but i i just couldn't fucking believe it and like we listened to it and it was just incredible yeah um, absolutely what about you
1: uh i same well i go back to a lot of times was loud on much music back in the late 90s was you know they're fucking phil and salmo has another band and it's with all these guys and it was you know the video for stone the crow which i'm pretty sure was the only video off that album um but i remember going okay this isn't like pantera for sure or any of these other guys' bands but it's fucking awesome you know it's it's a very simple formula. These guys have it's Southern Sabbath, dude. Like there's probably little bits of things elsewhere in there, but it's pretty straightforward. It's, it's Southern Sabbath and they, and the more they went on, you know, the more, they really honed in on their own sound, which it works, you know, it's not quite as aggressive as their other bands, but I don't know if expansive is the, is the right word, but it's kind of expansive, especially like the further they went, went on with their sound
0: like yeah, the further they go on the more it's weird I... so actually let's get into this part of it like is this basically like the best super group ever
1: I mean I'd be hard-pressed to find you know another lineup that I think matches it I just especially when you think of super groups at the time like that that bar was set very very high you know
0: i can't i mean i can't even think of another one that's this good yeah i I mean so i'm I'm gonna fucking pull up a thing right now that just shows us fucking supergroups you know what i mean like just to see where we're at with with this stuff because you know one thing i've always thought was weird was and i mean maybe we could do a top five supergroup thing but one thing i've always really um, one thing that really got me was when it came to a lot of these bands that they call supergroups, right? A lot of them aren't really, it's like one, one dude from one band joins another band. Well, he joins guys from another band to form one band. Specifically, I'm talking about Audio Slave so audio slave is considered a super group i'm like no dude that's chris cornell just joining the guys from fucking rage against the machine
1: yeah that's a different thing altogether dude you know what i mean like that's
0: that's that's basically like if the only thing that makes it different is they change the name because like literally it's it's sammy hagar joining van halen you know it's
1: Ronnie James Dio joining Black yeah, Sabbath. joining
0: Black Sabbath. I mean, it's like, dude, like if if they if those bands had changed their name, it would literally be the same as Audio Slave. But I mean, everybody talks about Audio Slave, but no one talks about Pearl Jam and Matt Cameron, the drummer from fucking Soundgarden, joined Pearl Jam, but that's not considered a fucking supergroup because they didn't change their name.
1: Right. right. Yeah.
0: Does that make sense? Like. <clears throat>
1: now it's different
0: than side projects too because i i mean i guess at first it maybe was a side project but like it's different than side projects too because i mean it was alan west from fucking obituary joining up with fucking chris barnes from cannibal corpse and forming six feet under right yeah that wasn't really a super group because it was like the other three dudes or the other yeah i think it was three guys but the other two guys weren't from like other big bands
1: i guess i never you thought i mean yeah, like yeah
0: now granted that could be a super, to me for for me i i would i would consider supergroup being like three member three or more members of this band have to be from like bigger bands
1: i could buy that you know yeah. what i mean
0: I, yeah I, I don't see it as a supergroup if it's just two dudes from two different bands and they and you know and then obviously the career you know the, is it a one-off thing or is it like a um, you know, is is it a one-off or did they keep going? Like, was it a new band or was it a side project? So I'm looking at a couple of these now. It's a Couple I didn't know of, Bad Company.
1: I guess I sort of remember hearing that story. I, I guess don't know. it's a
0: guy from King Crimson, Mott the Hoople, and two guys from Free. And then hmm. they have Audio Slave. Then there's oh fuck, forget that.
1: What um, Democracy? Because so hear- that's the other one that came yeah. to mind for me. <laughs>
0: No, there's one on here, The Highwaymen, which is oh. Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, and Chris Christopherson. I fucking
1: love The Highwaymen, uh, okay. but I, I know you now, probably wouldn't.
0: <laughs> I hate country music, and I don't know how yeah. mu- how long their career went, but dude, that is a fucking super group.
1: Yeah, that's. A I hate super country group music, sure. and I
0: literally know every single one of those names.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, but I mean, I, you know, yeah, I mean, Mad Season, yeah, is one. Mm. It's just really brief. I mean, they only did one album. um I don't think Blind Faith did much. Crosby stills Nash and Young. It was like, dude, they are already. I don't know. That yeah, seems weird.
1: All of those guys and then one more, right? Yeah. That, that <laughs> never made sense to me. I, I mean, the, the Crooked me.
0: Vultures, I guess. I've never even heard of this. Dave Grohl, Josh Hom, and fucking John Paul. Okay. Jones.
1: That's a bummer, dude, because when I heard that, I was just like, oh my God, that's going to be the greatest lineup ever. And then it was just the most generic ass lame dad rock fucking nothing wow dude.
0: pulling out the dad rock okay, I just so, like
1: people some people really love that record but they're the guys that are just like no dude anything these guys do is gold and i'm just like no nah, you gotta hold a higher standard for shit like that dude straight up <laughs> right? <laughs> i love dave grohl and i lo- you know i like a lot of right, Josh right. Tommy. props to uh it's john like paul I, jones i but, love come the,
0: on, dude i love temple the dog but that was a one-off thing for a specific purpose
1: yeah exactly you
0: know it was it was more of a tribute thing than than anything you know and then it, it shows number two being cream really and i'm like okay yeah clapton was with the yardbirds but he wasn't there very long ginger baker was with Graham bond organization and jack bruce was with Manfred Mann, but were any of those bands that big of a deal? Cause it's like, that's the other thing you get a band like bad wolves and it's like, is that a super group or is that just guys that used to be in other bands making a new band?
1: I I would you know probably I mean? go the ladder on that. Yeah. Cause the bad wolves is also infinitely more successful than anything. Those guys went to do. I was actually randomly thinking about that last night, completely unrelated, you know, like right. if you look at the career trajectory of a guy like Tommy vexed where it's just like, he got kicked out of Divine Heresy. He got, you know, the, the snot thing never went anywhere. Westfield Massacre was whatever. And so you got, a, you would never expect anything of that level. And now he's like on his way to becoming a household name. Um, not to speak of any of the other guys in that band, too, because they all had their contributions in their respective bands. John, the drummer, um, he wrote, as far as I understand, wrote everything in Devil Driver for his entire time there. And he wrote most of that first Bad Wolves record until the, everybody kind of had, you know, poor footing in the group. But, um, I mean, good on them, dude, for what they're doing right now. They were they were supposed to have a huge tour opportunity later this year that um, it's either going to get postponed or canceled. But, um, yeah, that that's an interesting case because that, again, is, like, bigger than anything any of those other guys did combine, you know. So, good on them. so what we're getting out of this is every one of these has a different circumstance it's weird like
0: i'm I'm looking at some of these because there's people even saying led zeppelin because it's jimmy page from the yardbirds robert plant and john bonham from band of joy and john paul jones was a session guy but it's like jesus dude like band of joy was not like that's that's a big thing to me do people know who the fuck you are before the goddamn band you know yeah. to, before the super group you know what i mean and it's like yeah
1: that's the super part
0: it's like wait a minute like i mean i almost considered dimu borgir a super group at a specific lineup but they were banned already before so it was like oh well they just filled out their lineup with guys from other bands
1: yeah that's that's also it's, the it's logic
0: it's like not the same thing
1: yeah that's also almost the logic with um arch enemy at this point right because you got Alisa from Antagonist. Is that the name? No, Agonist on vocals. You got uh shit. What's his name? Is it Jeff Loomis? Jeff Loomis is on yeah, guitar. Yeah, Jeff right?
0: Loomis on guitar.
1: Yeah, dude. Like like at what point do you go oh, shit. nevermore? Yeah. What you is, know like Are that. any of
0: Mott's still in it?
1: <laughs> Michael. I don't know is about Christopher. Yeah.
0: Okay, so then it's Mike Amat from like Carcass.
1: Yeah, but he was like a founding but, member but too.
0: That's the thing. He started, like, <laughs> that's the other thing. It's like, I don't know. It's It gets real dicey when you're talking about fucking, you know, super groups because it's like, well, okay, here's a super group that's going to be weird, but they were all fucking known dudes, all fucking solo dudes before they fucking made the group. And they had more than fucking one album, right? Ice right. Cube, Dub C. And Mac-10 formed West Side Connection.
1: Right, yeah. I think also in- Eric they- Sermon
0: from EPMD Redman and Keith Murray they were all solo guys beforehand so there's in all music there's all like these things and it's like it's kind of a blurry line of is this a super group or is this just a side project or is this a a uh, just a, a just a new i don't know it's it's it gets really fucking weird when you're talking about like oh because with down i mean these are major people in their respective bands yeah this isn't like i mean even todd strange dude like he was the other guy that everybody knew in crowbar
1: yeah exactly
0: you know what i mean like and i mean the name helps not a lot of people have it's not a common name but it's not like you know and then you know he was replaced by rex brown now now they have um fuck pat Bruters. yeah from goat whore is that the goat
1: whore guy I, he's been in a lot of stuff but I'm i know he's with sure. crowbar yeah goat Horror, crowbar probably another now another that's
0: number. probably a name that a lot of people don't know yeah. You know and that's the thing it's like you kind of have to fill out these these spots. So to me it's like if 90% of the band is you know from a bigger band you know then to me that qualifies and I almost want to say like you know like more so than a lot of these I'm seeing on these lists down has to be at least I'm surprised because one of that first list I saw where cream was number 1 that was a rolling stone list it's like well okay fine they don't want to cover you know metal right uh, much at all anyway so it's like whatever but to me and we'll go specifically to metal this has to be or rock even rock and metal this has to be a top five super group dude i mean pantera became one of the biggest fucking bands lots of people know who corrosion conformity is everybody knows fucking you know crowbar you know, and a lot god. of people know the name I hate god they they may not like them, they may not listen too much, but they know that name oh yeah they 've seen that name plenty of times, and these guys did a lot to help themselves out i mean i I remember reading a thing and I, you know, I never watched the vulgar videos or anything, but I remember reading something about like Pepper and fucking Phil, like out on tour with corrosion and Pantera, respectively, like literally fucking asking fans if they 've heard of their other band down. <laughs> You know? yeah
1: i i heard they the just stories. handed them tapes you know yeah well i heard the stories where they were handing tapes just like oh hey here's our not saying what it was or who was in it this is our buddy's band let us know what you think you know what i mean and uh what i understand <laughs> is the artwork on those tapes was pretty similar to what was on the actual cover of nola you know um yeah
0: pretty no frills i mean even the production on nola's no frills man it's, it's basically a loud demo it's yeah. unmastered, which, if you're a big I Hate God fan, that's how most of their stuff is.
1: Yeah, and I remember that was one of the first times I was able to start picking out production and like really starting to understand that was, you know, already being into Pantera, picking up Nola for the first time, taking a little while to be like, okay, these have set the same guys across bands for the most part, but it sounds way different. I could finally figure out that Pantera had a much more refined sound. And and down was oh, right. way more raw and unpolished.
0: Yeah, mostly you could tell it in the drums. The drums it just sounds unmastered.
1: Yeah, and, exactly. and I mean by
0: that time I I think I you know made a couple like tape demos and stuff, and I understood what the difference was between demo sound and professional sound. Yeah, and I I I still love the sound on this album. Yeah, same. It's weird. It's one of the few i mean i you know big i hate god fans so it's one of the few but that was that was another thing too like when i saw jimmy bauer i was like holy fuck like jimmy bauer's on drums see at the time i didn't know he played drums in crowbar too yeah um so like to me the crowbar drummer that i knew of was craig nunnemacher you know that that was i was like okay like and and when i saw jimmy bauer on drums for down i was like wow i didn't like the guy can play drums like it was still a pretty foreign thing (laughs) you know
1: for sure well that's the thing is i came in knowing him as a drummer because i got in a down before i got in a high hey god so i i came right the other side where i was like oh he plays guitar too (laughs) is there anything this guy can't do you know um that's just dude fucking
0: bauer is awesome man like he's one of my favorites dude and like did you so did you watch the documentary No, that nola metal scene or whatever because they talk about some certain things it's like you know phil anselmo talks about learning a lot from like jimmy bauer
1: i could buy that about, about
0: like music and stuff and and they uh even pepper talks about how you know he'd have talks with jimmy um and talks with phil and stuff and they they always talk about playing right playing behind the beat i could buy you that. know it's drum comes first and there's just a little split second that almost gives it this southern it's a southern drawl in music form
1: yeah for sure
0: you know what i mean like and you can it's very difficult to explain but when you listen to all of their bands when you listen to even pantera who by all rights i mean they're from dallas but when you consider the influence that not just Phil Anselmo had on fucking Pantera but when you consider the influence that New Orleans
1: yeah exactly.
0: had on Pantera's sound through Phil I know a lot of people don't want to fucking hear it you know but but that was that was huge and you can actually look at the you can hear the difference when did their sound change it's when they got Phil Anselmo yeah you know and that was the fucking difference and then you you know, you can listen to how corrosion and conformity changed. I mean, they were a hardcore punk band. Yep. You know, before they got Pepper, and then then they got Pepper, and it was like, fucking dude, forget about it. Listen to any fucking Crowbar album. Listen to any I Hate God album. I mean, they're probably the fucking southeast of all of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you hear those verses, um, uh, what else is big at the time? Fear Factory. Mm-hmm. When you listen to them versus Machine Head or when you listen to them versus any glam stuff or any like you listen to their stuff it sounds southern and that's part of what that is is that playing behind the beat i've i've never really heard it called that i've always called it slurs but it's different than what i consider a slur riff that's a very specific thing and i just thought it was so fucking cool to hear those guys talk about that you can get it, you can get it on YouTube. It's called Nola Metal Scene documentary. Type that in. It's a six-piece, I think. They got Mike Williams from fucking I Hate God, obviously Jimmy. Um, they have Kirk, Pepper, Phil, and they got a couple guys from Goat Horror. And it's a fucking awesome documentary. When you see the history of all these guys, even prior to the bands that we know them from. And they they do talk about down how it was just like. They were just like, you know, like we just would get together and play all these Sabbath tunes. It was like, why don't we just write our own version of Sabbath tunes?
1: Yeah, it, it almost seems like it's the ultimate, you know, NOLA sound, if you want to call it that, put into actual musical form, you know, like like it was all kind of yeah. leading up it was to the that.
0: Heavy, the heavy hitters. Yeah. Like the big dogs of the NOLA scene. And it was like. Um, also, because I mean, even even I Hate God, like their whole thing was like, you know, we want to be like a punk version of Black Sabbath. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's like, this was like similar to that. It was just like kind of just a big tribute to Black Sabbath. And the thing that got me too on that documentary, I didn't know these guys This technically down was a band for a really long time.
1: Yeah, it, it took a while for Nola to actually come out. Yeah, that, that's the interesting part uh, you know it's funny too you know you say you never saw those pantera home videos phil was rocking down merch years before they um they even put the album out like, oh, yeah, like pepper too yeah they, Pe- they pepper were planting, said that he, he was wearing
0: like down shirts and stuff that they just made
1: yeah they were they were <laughs> oh. planting the seeds pretty early on so. yeah well they, then I,
0: I read something today that said like it was basically like they had Three three song demos, it honestly didn't say what was on them, so it just said it was three three song demos, all of those went onto the Nola album.
1: hmm, I could see that,
0: but it doesn't say which you know which nine songs, and there's thirteen songs on the album, so I got a question for obviously fucking Nola kicked it, kicked everybody's ass, you know and and I mean i for me i almost because of the way nola sounded i for a little while there and for the most part i guess on the whole just because they were never my band but in a lot of ways i i prefer nola to like pantera
1: i could see that i uh and then vice versa i know people that hate down because it took away from pantera it's just like fucking this is what he's doing instead i was like dude's versatile what do you want i know dude?
0: yeah i know a lot of people that don't like super joint because of that yeah and uh, i mean i'm a-
1: that's a whole nother matter right there i mean out of all these guys phil and salmos had the most you know other endeavors oh, um
0: man. he's had tons of stuff I, I do know people that didn't like Noah that were pantera fans because it, it it's, it's not heavy
1: yeah it's not as aggressive
0: it's not heavy like pantera yeah
1: Yeah, it's it's not aggro it's not a lot of things like pantera but like it's not pantera because i think it's pretty heavy (laughs) it's heavy it's just not it's not got that extra level of aggression and it's not also like yeah sharp it's not polished either yeah it's yeah it's it's definitely it's its own beast that's the whole point dude you don't want to do another band that sounds like your other band granted phil had a lot of those too Christ inversion Viking fucking ritual or whatever that band was, blah blah blah.
0: Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> dude dude likes black metal. <laughs> so there was there he did a lot of playing around with that. Um having said all that, uh so how about down two? What's what's your feelings on that?
0: Okay, so down two I don't like.
1: Okay, a lot of people don't, and that blows me away because I actually prefer that over NOLA. Really? Like, yeah, what well, I was just like, maybe it was the time it was released. Uh, And like I, I was trying to find it before we were doing this this morning, but I had this copy where it's Phil of its revolver from that same month. I don't remember if I got the magazine before the record came out or a- or after because it was like a literal matter of a day or so. But reading that whole write up about how they are all doing the, they were talking it up all. Well. Oh, dude, we just got into his barn in New Orleans and we just jammed it out, man. The only thing we used Pro Tools for was to make sure the levels were good. Um. You know, I'm, I'm really enjoying that whole idea. The the same article talks about him talking about how overlooked um, sabotage by by Black Sabbath is. So I went and checked it out after that, and it's one of my favorite Sabbath records. And it might be a time and place thing. They also played Ozfest later that summer, and that was the only time I saw him. And um, and so I found when finding out years later, a lot of people don't like it. I I fail to understand why. Maybe it's the production. The yeah, so the reason
0: i don't like okay and I, sabotage is my favorite black sabbath album but there you go this is nothing like sabotage like here's the one reason i don't like it and i still don't like it i never have it has nothing to do with the production it has everything to do with the fact that like where nola is black sabbath this album sounds more like led zeppelin
1: I can see that because you know the, the name bustle in your hedgerow, which is the subtitle, also comes from uh, Stairway to Heaven. That's a, that's a lyric. Yes. Okay, I can see that. Yes,
0: and I mean, it just sounds more like a Led Zeppelin style. Like I mean, it's, granted, it's a heavy Led Zeppelin, but I mean, that goes without saying. That's just the guys that they're playing. But it seems more Zeppelin influenced me and way less Sabbath-y because you listen to fucking three, and that sounds like Black Sabbath all over it
1: right yeah it's just you know what else i think i like about too is the versatility like like all the songs are way different from one another and there's like i really like the way it flows Uh,
0: see and that's that's another thing i don't like it's they got away from what i loved about down like there's a lot more peppy stuff on there you know and there's a lot more I don't know what you call it, like New Orleans jazzy stuff on there.
1: Yeah, there, there's I, some weird. It's just
0: like, dude, like I don't mind it. Don't get me wrong, but it's like something I don't really want to listen to a whole hell of a lot. And also, I didn't want to hear this band do that. Mm-hmm. Now, doesn't matter. Like, I just don't listen to the album. It's not a big deal, right? I didn't hate them for doing that. I just didn't like the album, is all. You know, I was just like, nah. Yeah, I think I maybe like one song in the whole fucking thing. <laughs> And I that's about it.
1: <laughs> One's better than none. And then by the time I got to three, I was, you know, there was just so much other stuff going on. It was, I wasn't even, Oh, Dan's got another album. It's fine. That's, that's where I was at. And I know a lot of people love, not only love that album, a lot, not a lot of people, but some say that's their favorite.
0: Oh dude. It's a great album, man. Like, I mean, two fucking songs of mine, of my five are from this album.
1: Yeah. I, I, Maybe I need to give it another go one day. I just, like, by that time, I was, you know, there was so much other shit happening in 2007 that, like, I was just like, oh, that's good. That's good on them. And uh, then, um, I mean, I think th- there's... I was going to say, their their decision to split their, what is their fourth album into two EPs. I never even heard the second EP. I just heard the first. Uh, and it was the same deal. It's like, it's good. There's there's one song that caught my attention was uh, Witch Tripper. Witch like, Tripper is are- Yeah, awesome dude yeah but like same yeah there's not
0: a lot of standout stuff on four but i think even the stuff on four it's more on par with what down was to me which is black sabbath and and it's less like two like i'll listen to four both eps i just i just call it one album right um i mean that's how i had it burnt you know for a long time when i, I think of it it's probably wonder, like the last that was one of the last fucking actual like discs i ever fucking made just because i had a car that didn't have a fucking aux cord or bluetooth
1: right <laughs> you know what i didn't realize that fucking pe- or uh kirk's not on the second half of the eps yeah I, that did not occur to me that's interesting
0: it's really weird too because it's like people like oh you know fucking kirk you know he left for a little while and it's like and you see. Think- like okay well so okay one thing i always used to love was like well who's writing this stuff Mm, right like who's the primary songwriter but then you look at it and it's like okay basically i mean aside from the bass players you have four guitar players right yeah because phil anselmo plays guitar i mean he he played guitar live on stage with pantera a couple times when they'd have like guest shit come on you know like yep
1: He played guitar on all the super joint shit well all the original super joint shit i don't know about yeah. after that
0: oh yeah i mean he's he's plays plenty of guitar so he's writing stuff jimmy bauer is a guitar player so he's writing stuff you know obviously pepper and kirk and it's like any fucking one of those dudes could be writing riffs so you don't really miss anything per se you know i mean obviously you do but if one of them has like prior obligations with one of their other bands for one, they could just be they're just usually like, oh well we'll just stop doing this for a while.
1: Yeah. Or even get um, a four. That
0: was, you know, yeah, some of those some of those fucking the hiatuses they took like really surprised me because I think after fucking two, or maybe it was three, I remember thinking like, okay, like they're just done with
1: it. Yeah. They they, you know they took I mean? a like, number of hiatuses. Well let's
0: see fucking I mean, dude, there's seven years difference between Nolan down two. Right. And only five years difference between three but then there was i thought that's where they had a huge break right was after the third album
1: that, well, that's one of them that's what i'm saying is there were so many you know what's so weird is they hyped up ah oh, dude and this is what broke up pantera was ah oh, dude downs were my five my priorities right now and then all oh, right right seemingly less than a month later the first super joint album came out and that's what he ended up doing forever and ever uh yeah and like, i like the down went completely by the wayside again. So I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that it's a big deal, but like it, you know, they, they just pick it up whenever they want or whenever everybody can, you know, it's, it's interesting having Kirk back in the mix. I wonder what that'll mean now. Cause at one point Kirk was doing that he was doing crowbar obviously. And he was also doing a thing called Valium knob, which I don't think is a thing anymore. And I want to say oh. there was maybe one other thing he was doing. I don't know.
0: i thought that was another cool thing from that from that documentary they do talk about like how uh, i don't know at what point i want to say it was after katrina though which would put it right around the third album right i mean yeah
1: yeah. exactly
0: and it was like they went and played i think download festival uh i I think it was i think it was download they did like a whole european tour and they booked it themselves
1: Dude, yeah, I uh, like, I remember when they played Ozfest, they toured in a who the truck. fuck does that? Yeah,
0: they booked a European because they'd never played Europe before.
1: Hmm, I never considered that. So maybe
0: maybe it was before Down Too. I don't know. I just remember they were talking about like they hadn't played Europe before or something like that. So they're like, "Fuck it," and that was kind of like their big comeback was they fucking played. Uh, they played fucking Europe uh, on their own dime. you know they 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 booked it all and and fucking made it happen and i'm just like god damn dude like that's that see that's beyond side project
1: yeah that's pot committed at that point for sure yeah i'm just checking something i'm trying to figure out if nola actually went gold or not let me see r-i-a-a certification I uh did you ever get a chance to see him live?
0: No, I I was supposed to go see them live in Salt Lake City, but then uh what the fuck happened? It was like one dude decided he wasn't going, so everybody else decided they weren't going, and I think that was like my fucking ticket and my ride down there. Mm. I remember being pretty bummed out like and I mean at the time I I lived in Idaho. Like I had gone back to Idaho, so it's so when I left San Diego, because I was going to so many fucking shows here, and not just big show, I mean mostly fucking, uh, actually mostly local bands. Right. I just I fucking did it so much that I was just like, fuck, dude. Like okay, like when I moved back to Idaho, I, I had no desire to fucking go to a fucking show.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, it was it was like whatever. But then someone said like, "Fucking you know, hey, we're gonna go see Down." I was and I was like, ah, "I don't know." And then they're like, "You know, I'll fucking buy your ticket." And I was like, "Oh fuck! All right, cool, yeah, I'll go." And then it fell through, and I was like, "Damn it, dude!" Like, because I was really excited to fucking go.
1: Was that the one they were touring with the Misfits? Not the Misfits, the Melvins. Fucking hell!
0: Fuck, I have no idea. Because I, I remember
1: hearing that lineup, I was like, "That's
0: that makes sense." It had to have been right around like volume you know uh, the third album because it was i moved back in like 2006 or 7 so i mean i don't know i that was the first time i'd been like really fucking excited to go to to go to a fucking concert or whatever
1: yeah so the only time i ever saw them was they did right after uh Right after Two came out, they 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 headlined the second stage at Ozfest, 2002, and right before them was Hatebreed, and right before them was Meshuggah. So like Down was kind of the okay, you've expended all your energy, it's time to chill and just watch these guys play, because after, <laughs> after that I was a wreck, dude. After after those two bands, I wasn't doing shit the rest of that day. I was just chilling, and uh, <laughs> so Down was a cool little take take a breath and and relax kind of thing, and um. And that was with Rex on base, so it's like, Oh, cool, I'm seeing half of Pantera again and in a you know, closer range. It's funny to think right. the three times I've seen Phil and Salmo, the first one was uh Pantera headlined or you know, co headlined uh direct support, Ozfest two thousand, and this is when he was all Charles Manson heroined out. So he had the long hair and beard and all that and the second time I see him, he still has the long hair. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's what he was going for, although he, it seemed like he was alluding to that. Dude, but like,
0: It's funny because on one hand, I'm like, what the fuck? And on the other hand, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, he's so. just
1: like, you know, it's like he went to sleep in a cave for eight years and walked out and he was like, I'm good to go. Oh, man. And then the second time I saw him, he has the longer hair, but it, he's clean shaven, maybe. Uh, and it's like, but the hair's like a little more refined. And then I see Super Joint two years later, Ozfest two thousand four, and he's clean shaven with the sketchy haircut thing, whatever that is, kind of harkening back to the Cowboys from Hell days. So it's almost like I, he just shaved and got a haircut every time I saw him. that took it a little further, so I thought that was kind of funny. But um, yeah, man, it, it was a cool experience watching down in that setting. You know, I don't know if I'd ever go see it again because it is a very different beast. It's not. A very high energy show or anything it's just like hey here's these kind of more chill songs um right he did bring Steven carpenter from the deftones out and they shared a joint on stage for i don't remember what song and i remember what song i just don't remember the damn name off of off of nola um but you know it kind of set the template for that for that whole thing and it was neat and again they toured the whole nation in a goddamn u-haul truck with all their stuff in the back of it like fucking wow (laughs) you know what i mean it's like the most
0: it's always it's always crazy to think of some of these guys that are in these big bands and then you know they, they have a side band and they don't still travel the same way
1: yeah it's this it's like it's the most involved Passion project, passion side gig ever, dude. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> good on them. And the fact that they don't tour so often kind of makes it a little more, you know, special every time that they actually do. So, good on them. And that, that was their thing, too. It was like, uh I was 2007, yeah, because they, they would have put that new record up around then. It was also the same year uh, Machine Head put out The Blackening, right? And so Metallica was touring the country. Uh, three different well they they broke it up it was going to be each third of the country was going to have a different opener and so here it was Lamb of God and Metallica and the rest of the country it was either down and Metallica or Machine Head and Metallica and I'm just like fuck man I'd way rather have those other two than Lamb of God by this point but that was just me that's just an interesting lineup down and Metallica would actually be pretty cool
0: um i could see that working pretty well
1: yeah so then at some point you have kirk leaving in 2013 because he wanted to concentrate on crowbar more and that's the thing crowbar kind of went by the wayside at a certain point too not too dissimilar Well, at some
0: point i mean if you're doing other things it's like yeah you're i mean you gotta think when all these guys are together all of their bands can't play
1: yeah even corrosion moved on without um without yeah. pepper for a little while i don't I don't think they put any like actual recorded material out like that, but they did yeah they did they did okay because yep. I remember that was the thing is they're all we're going to play all the old hardcore shit uh in fact they called it c o c blind when they couldn't perform without him uh which is the name of one of their albums from that era well they they just had mike sing in yeah the exactly. original singer yeah so they they may do um Jimmy Bowers always got his fingers in a million different pies, so he's good to go for whatever. I don't even remember when the uh, Rex Brown, Pat Bruders base transition happened. It just seems like Sam. it just kind of changed one day. I mean,
0: I hate God, I always had issues with Mike. You know, I mean, Mike Williams, he was for a while a pretty troubled personal life
1: yeah very much so
0: you know and you know they had a hard time yeah I mean you plus you got to think too man i mean when her, when katrina hit that fucked that whole city up oh yeah that was like all these guys homes i mean yeah there was all kinds of stuff they had to deal with that too you know so there was a lot of that stuff man where it was just like yeah it, it, these guys have had i mean just the fact that they have their own bands yeah. you know and i'm i i I don't know how many fucking. I'd be curious to see how many fucking people consider themselves like down fans versus fans of their other respective bands.
1: Oh, I could see that being a whole thing just because of the Phil and Salmo Association that they know down but they don't know any of the other stuff. Maybe corrosion of conformity. Um, well, I mean, like
0: someone that likes down but they might not like crowbar because it's really slow and heavy, you know, and Kirk's vocals right yeah i could see you know because i've heard people complain about kirk's vocals before like oh you know like it's same same with lemmy right right yeah but like i could see people definitely not like it i hate god they're pretty abrasive man like yes um and then i mean i can't really see i i mean i would think like if you were a big fan of down you might not be a fan of you know the aggro bro fucking style pantera the one band I could see people being a fan of, unequivocally, if you're a fan of Down, is is Conformity because it's the most like Down.
1: Yeah, that's very true. I never considered that. Huh. Oh,
0: yeah. well, well, okay, a, sp- a certain time.
1: No, for sure. But like, like anything when-
0: after Blind, like starting at Deliver. Deliverance, yeah. It's very much like down. It's because corrosion and conformity got very southern sounding.
1: Yeah, when most people think of corrosion and conformity, what their usual go to is for sure.
0: Yeah. They got very Sabbathy, very southerny. And I don't know if that was a conscious decision or if it just was a natural evolution or what, but I mean, for fans of that, yes, I mean I could see those guys being like, Oh, I love Down also. Right where some of those other bands are so much different.
1: <laughs> you know, it's making me think it's going to be interesting to really, really, really go in on Corrosion of Conformity's discography for that episode whenever that happens. I still oh, haven't yeah, heard dude. the last few albums. Uh, the last one I heard was whatever that one was in 2005. Oh, let's see.
0: I just listened to... Because uh, I put all this stuff in a fucking list after I watched that fucking documentary. Um, I've, I've never liked... What's his name? Mike Dean? Yeah, yeah. I think it's Mike Dean. I've I've never really liked his vocals. I I I was a Corrosion Conformity fan from the start. I I always I always liked him. You know uh, I didn't like a lot of punk stuff, but I mean, actually, you know what? We'll get into that there. I I just really liked it when they changed and went to Deliverance style. And, and yeah. again, it's it's I like Sabbath more than punk. So fair i mean that would always win
1: <laughs> well yeah my my first you know what actually we gotta we gotta save that for a, a con- corrosion of conformity episode i was about yeah. to get into a whole thing <laughs> but yeah i mean long story short i love them they were gonna play a huge stoner fest in uh joshua tree and i was like that's that's the thing this place pappy and harriet's in joshua tree well, i was just like oh my god this is you know because palm desert and joshua tree and all that that's like stoner rock central and I was like, this would be a pl- cool place to see one of those shows. And they announced this huge festival thing that uh, COC was going to headline the main day. I was like, this is perfect. And then, you know, here we are. And Yeah, I think you mentioned shows. that when
0: you mentioned that drummer for Caius.
1: Yeah, Brett Bjork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was playing that right. same day. That would have been sick. But
0: Yeah, that I, was... Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean... And that was the thing I, I really like about Down is like they're sabbathy but they don't keep i don't know cuz I, I guess i'm it's weird they don't really fully go for that whole fucking stoner sound
1: no they're very much their own thing that's why when they get lumped in with the sludge scene i'm just like really dude cuz they're not they don't have that sludge aggression you know i think it's just because of everybody that's involved and that's the other well, thing it's
0: it's slower tempo for sure yeah it's to me it would be more so of like it's more like a perfect marriage between the sludge and stoner
1: yeah it's it's there it is a middle stoner, ground. In there sludge somewhere. doom yeah
0: it's like to me this is one of the perfect bands for all three of them where like crowbar has a little bit of doom they mm-hmm. have you know they have slow but they don't sound sludgy because their their stuff doesn't have that sound
3: mm-hmm.
0: it's a more polished sound right you know but they're definitely not stoner because of the polished sound also
1: and they're also more more downtrodden and they're more they're more like metal and doom yeah
0: mix and then corrosion is more like fucking you know they're not as slow so they don't have that part of sludge you know they have more of the stoner sound you know very much the, the big the uncompressed drums and the not so gainy guitars you know and then definitely the fucking sabbath of the fucking stoner stuff but they don't really have like the doom stuff mm-hmm. you know because they're not very slow yeah and then obviously pantera is like almost none of it yeah exactly you know, yeah. And, and i hate god has like definitely the fucking sludge part now mm-hmm. but they don't really have the doom aspect and they don't really have you know much of the stoner aspect either where it's kind of like <laughs> even a little bit more lighthearted and and more even more up-tempo
1: yeah i was gonna say you know, they have no chill like stoner does you know oh no I mean? no 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 like no chill their
0: shit is very uncomfortable and yeah. it's it's supposed to be and it's yeah. it, they're perfect at that like you know fucking for anybody that didn't hear the crowbar episode and you're listening to this when i am a fucking huge i hate god fan so
1: you go um, back and listen to that crowbar episode please though yeah sick.
0: definitely go listen so, to that
1: let me ask you this. You ever been to new Orleans? No. Okay. I thought, here's what I did was I made this whole huge playlist of, uh, of all the new Orleans bands when I was, when I was going and I was like, this is what I'm going to listen to the whole time. And I listened <laughs> to maybe a song from each of the bands. And then I listened to judge and integrity the rest of the time. Cause that's more <laughs> what the kick I was on. So, but I could say, you know what it was to I wasn't even new in new Orleans. I was crossing the Louisiana state border from, um, Mississippi which is a cool little drive into itself. But like at the same time, you could really feel the characteristics just even walking around. You know, we checked out those creepy cemeteries. We walked around in the, right. um, bourbon district. We were, you know, we walked around with like, we just drove around and saw those gnarly, you know, Spanish moss covered trees and whatnot. And you kind of got a vibe, you, you you know, catch a vibe of what they grew up with, whatever. And, um,
0: dude have you ever seen true detective
1: oh series, yeah the first season that's, that's one of my favorite seasons of tv a dude long
0: time. yes that is amazing and half of that scenery in there just reminds me of a down album
1: yeah, you know that, you know what? You know where they find the girl's body in the first episode? I didn't yes. go see any of that shit. I would really like to know where to go to find that because I oh, would yeah. in
0: a heartbeat. That shit's fucking crazy. That, but that's what, that's kind of the landscape that jumps in my head when I hear down.
1: No, absolutely. It's very evocative. You know, that yeah.
0: fucking swamp. Just run down. I mean, I know there's fucking nice parts of Louisiana, but I'm talking like specifically like the run down. Like... Not the inner city ghetto, the fucking middle of nowhere country type ghetto.
1: Like where they find that rundown church in True Detective, where yes. they find that first spiral? Yeah, dude. <laughs> yes. It's, it's yeah, that I've, sort
0: of thing. That's what I think of when I hear down. Like, and,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and not just NOLA, like just all of it. It has that creepy, sinister, but also that heavy vibe to it.
1: It's you like know, chill, it's but a, it's uneasy
0: yeah and it's got like this hard fucking edge to what they're doing they they don't sound just like a stoner band they don't sound like it's like a doom band they don't sound like a fucking sludge band they sound like metal dudes playing yeah, like black Sabbath tunes. yeah you know like
1: they sound like and- down that's the bottom line yeah, and it's really weird
0: considering the fact that like, you know, they they talk about like, oh, we you know, we're just a Black Sabbath clone and then they they have these albums where they do change quite a bit and they, they it wasn't a one-off, it was a career thing. It's an actual band. You'll get know, somehow they're all still in these other bigger bands.
1: Yeah. And like the each of those very strange. Is more distinct from one you know from more than one another like None of them oh, yeah. all sound the same, and that's the cool part. Again, there's little weird side projects between all of them that you're like, okay, why didn't you just call this the other band or whatever, maybe because somebody was on a different instrument. But, you know, the core tenements. That's the other thing is the incestuous nature of the New Orleans scene. Like, like all it's all the same guys just under different monikers and maybe with different lineups. You know what I mean? It's not like oh, there's yeah. like an influx of new musicians that are coming in or whatever. It's all the same guys. And that's kind of – it's like – everybody has been in crowbar to one degree or another or one representative from all the bands has been in crowbar you know what i mean has
0: worked with them in some sort of way
1: yeah that's that's kind of funny but like and that's the other thing too is it's just it's one of those things where you hear it's like from what i understand it's like a great place with a lot of musicians but it's not like a great scene as far as like people being active or whatever in it it's just a place where a lot of musicians happen to be in a community
0: especially for metal i mean it's a jazz town yeah exactly yeah that's what it's known for and it's like okay
1: it gets skipped over a lot yeah it's it's the same with boston from what i or even massachusetts as a whole from what i understand it's not got a very friendly environment as far as shows go it's just where all a lot of musicians happen to be and that's that's how some of those places are, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, on that note, do we just want to jump right into the list?
0: Yeah, I'm down. I only <laughs> have a couple fucking honorable mentions, really. I mean... Yeah, same. Uh, there's a lot of stuff theres theirs I like. But, yeah, same. But there's few... Not few. It's just... It's, it's a pretty big discrepancy between the stuff I love and the stuff that I like yeah for sure does that make sense like i mean Mm -hmm. the shit i love is like fucking huge and then then it's just like why just and i just like almost everything else with the exception of that second album man i just can't fucking do
1: it i got you Uh, on that note honorable mention to the entire second album because i do like it i like the way it flows but i'm only going to take out certain songs for the actual list so i'll just say honorable mention to the whole album
0: i honestly think like if you ask most people what's their top five from down they're probably going to pick five songs from, fucking from nola. nola
1: yeah that's, oh that's yeah I, that makes sense
0: it's just that kind of a uh, album for them and i think to some degree it is it is a uh time and place kind of thing too that was you know when it came out it was i mean that was a big big thing yeah for sure at the time it came out so one of my honorable mentions is nothing in return from the third album it's got this cool I mean you want to talk about chill I mean this this shit's chill it's psychedelic it's it's got the swirly guitars you know lots of dripping guitar type sounds good word Uh, but Phil's singing I just you want nothing in return like it's really cool the only beef I have of it is there's a riff in there I'm gonna to listen to it real quick while I'm on my headphones but like there's a part in here oh it's this part it reminds me of fucking blood path in paradise by fucking Ozzy Osbourne hmm. you know the fucking da, da, da,
2: da can you see them in the darkness
0: helter skelter spiral madness it's like kind of the same melody line except just like a slower version of it and i'm like fuck but it's so cool because like the harmonies and whatnot which that's one thing i gotta say man fucking love about this band is
1: pepper and kurt
0: playing together
1: oh yeah it's a match made in heaven dude. oh
0: fuck dude it's so fucking good man like i mm-hmm. fucking love it so much what's an honorable mention for you uh
1: hey real quick on that note about on the things sounding similar it just hit me yesterday what did you ever i mean you would have been probably way over the demographic by this point but did you ever watch Whoa. power rangers back in the day battle
0: down just called me old
1: i'm just saying you weren't exactly the way over the di- t-
0: diplomacy okay yeah, no yeah. i no my son watched power rangers but okay i never uh, watched it
1: maybe maybe when you get a sec find the um the theme song and then you just actually no okay if you haven't heard it before listen to the theme song and tell me what you think it sounds like when you get a chance because it hit me yesterday that i was like whoa they ripped <laughs> okay. off blank dude To me i don't know let's see if anybody else picks up on this too i was just like whoa so that was funny um okay honorable mentions i'm gonna go with and this is this was the battle i I, once i got it down to these tracks it was a battle of what's going in and what's not so i'm saying temptations wings off nola dude the opener that's that's a a way to set the
3: template
1: even that, even that, first thing with the with the you know sliding guitars and whatnot. That's 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 like the closest they get to being aggressive on this shit. Actually, Nola, in the relative terms, is the most aggressive album, right? Because for everything, from uh, it's pretty laid back. Yeah, relative speaking. But like that song in particular is a hell of a way to kick it off, man.
0: Oh yeah, dude. When when they've got the fucking uh, the fucking
2: down 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 down
0: down 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 and then fucking Bower drops the beat out too, like fuck,
1: dude. Yeah, no, for sure. And then uh, on that note, uh, I'm going with Lifer also off of Nola. Oh, yeah. That's, I
0: mean, that's some serious good. Sc- I because I think this is the only album Phil si- screams on.
1: It is. That's why I'm thinking. I was like, yeah, this and Lifer is it, right? like,
0: yeah.
2: He's that,
1: that, that opening riff on that one, the bam, 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 bam,
2: Yeah. You know, like that. It's got that like, swing, dude. Even the fucking like it sounds so corrosion
0: conformity to me. Like
1: yeah. It's a sick one two punch. So yeah, that's it's... the thing. He's not doing anything too, too, too dissimilar from what he was doing on in Pantera at the time for Vernola, when you listen to especially because they came out with like i think a, oh maybe a little more okay a couple months of each other when you listen to two and then you listen to use once and destroy by uh super joint you're getting like the total polar opposites of them you know it's like that's when shit was starting to get really what's going on oh here? yeah
0: do one cool thing about life or two man is like when he starts screaming life you know like it's like okay you're getting philip pantera when you know, and then you have that fucking down,
2: down, down, down,
0: down, down, Like that's like full fucking crowbar. Yeah, exactly. And then you know, I talked about the 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 pepper fucking C O C stuff beforehand. So it's like this song is like a really good representation of almost like all of their sounds coming together. Yeah. In one fucking sound, in one song. You know, it's a sampler platter. Sick, dude. Yeah.
1: Good call. I've never thought of that before. Uh, and then my only other honorable mention is "Losing All" off of Nola. I, I love the way he starts this it with one the
0: "called Losing All."
1: Yeah, that. That's <laughs> just like you know what they're doing on guitars with the harmonies in the beginning. That's a fucking. Ah, that's a underrated ass song, dude. That there is. It's just. It's really hard to pick some of the songs this That's Nola, the weird but, one because it's like a little more
0: peppy too.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right, like like that, that's the other thing is this is probably the peppiest album too. It is. It is a little more unique amongst the rest of their catalog.
0: So to speak. I mean, I don't know. I guess it has that part of the
2: down like a down down. down. Yeah. Down like a
0: down, down, down. But yeah, for the most part, this is a peppier song. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I guess it's yeah, it's probably their heaviest album. I, I would think. Like, I mean, as far as like just riff just heavy riffs. Because yeah. three is definitely one of the more like psychedelic ones
1: yeah that's what i'm saying it's like they were two's younger. probably
0: the jazziest two's probably the jazzy experimental one yeah where they really do get into a lot of the new orleans jazz influence stuff. oh
1: yeah dude that that, that uh that cross or that uh church organ on uh stained glass cross yeah
0: i mean because pepper talks about it on that documentary man he's like dude you can't grow up here and fucking not be inundated with that i mean right. maybe so maybe nowadays but like back when they grew up there i mean he was just like the shit was everywhere
1: yeah, for sure. That's like what I'm saying. Everybody
0: knew that stuff. like So it seeps into who you are.
1: I, that's what I'm thinking is like, was the intention to just do like Sabbath-y record with New Orleans Flair or was that just how they were just trying to do like a sabbath record and that's just cause of how it came out because that's their collective background, you know?
0: So there's certain cities, dude, where it's like, and I mean, yes, yeah, there's certain people in certain cities where it's like, y- you hear about it all the time. It's it's the city is part of you and you're part of the city and it's just because you grew up there you know like the city itself has a personality yeah you know and it has its own culture there and like new orleans is definitely one of those cities absolutely new york is you know new york and la are definitely one of those you know two of those cities i mean new orleans is like that there's a certain vibe in fucking houston you know that a lot of Houston people talk about, but there's other stuff where it's like, you don't hear anybody talk about that. Like Cincinnati or Cleveland yeah, or fucking, connected
1: to Ohio actually, yeah, uh, you know,
0: or, you know, fucking Denver. You yeah, know, you don't hear those aren't cities that have a particular culture or way. Right. You know, I'm not saying that I'm like, not saying that it's, it's better than anybody else. I'm just saying like, there's just certain cities that have a, a personality of their own. Yeah. and they continue to have that as long as people keep it alive
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know so and more new orleans conducive. definitely has that yeah you know um my only other honorable mention because i mean i could fucking talk about nola all day um but my other honorable mention is uh this could probably blow people's minds but stone the crow mm. which is weird because it didn't make my list but i think it's probably their best song
1: yeah well that's funny you mentioned that that's my number five so nice yeah
0: it is an amazing fucking song so you know, just that fucking yeah
2: like
0: it's ah oh, man so Phil that's a... singing on it like yeah. it's almost you know what you know what i think i love about this song is because it is down it is southern sounding but it also sounds kind of like a grunge
1: song yeah, I mean, especially because of the time it came out in, right? Like it, it's funny. Yeah. You say um so you just your friend put on the CD so you would have heard it front to back, right? Yes. Yeah, so this is this being the first song I heard, this is what kind of set the template for me of just like, "Oh, okay." You know. Uh did you ever see the video for this back in the day?
0: No, but I saw them do it live and it kind of blew my mind that fucking Kirk was the one fucking playing the
1: bow oh yeah well there's another instance of that later on too to to keep that train going but so the video and maybe it's worth watching now dude But like as a 14 year old kid going oh man and okay you ever you ever watch something and that's kind of before you actually go there it kind of solidifies in your mind what a place is like like watching any like gnarly movie of new york and going to new york and being like oh it's not quite like this, but okay. <laughs> uh, the video for Stone the Crow, it goes back and forth between them playing in some dingy, dingy, dingy-ass bar. Uh, and oh. then the other half is them playing guitar on these, like, wrecked-ass, you know, the the landscape and the nature is taking over these, these boats that are crashed. And... um and they're playing guitar on it and shit. Like, watch it after a certain point. But, like, that's... I was like, oh, this is what New Orleans is. The thing is, in some instances, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, that that does cover a lot of that landscape. And Phil had this weird, like, just out of the army haircut. Not, like, even, like, modern army. It was just like...
0: Okay, so I have seen part of this video because okay. I do know what Phil and Soma looks like in the video. Yeah,
1: yeah. And just seeing them all together like that in this gnarly... You know, it's... They, they to, this was... New Orleans to a T, you know, just playing to a bunch of old crusty dudes playing poker in a in a bar oh in New yeah, okay, shit.
0: I have seen this video okay yeah, yeah watching yeah. it right now yeah,
1: so that's that's it to a T right there dude like that that set the bar as far as what this band is to me pretty early on, like it it is is you know, and it's got a cool chorus it's i've got just never really riff.
0: paid much attention to the video, but oh dude, the chorus
1: that's what I was going yeah, dude, the <laughs> fuck. If there's like this, you know, with his stuff, there's like kind of a gray area as far as like the, the really harsh stuff and the, and the singing here, he goes from one to the other fucking lightning fast. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah.
0: He can transition out of that clean into that rasp, like so good on this. Yeah. I think it's some of Phil's best singing. Absolutely. But yeah, back to, back to the thing where I was saying like, it tripped me out that Kirk was playing that lead part on there was I've never, I guess I've never thought about it with Pepper either. I've never considered either one of them fucking like lead guitar players. Yeah, same. Probably because they're both vocalists. Uh, I guess that's probably why, but... That's another thing I thought was really weird. Neither of them sing on any of this stuff.
1: I never considered any of that. That's a great call, <laughs> it's dude. like, wait a minute, dude. That's yeah, really
0: yeah, weird. Yeah. You know, and then another thing was one reason why I did think it was weird that Kirk was playing that lead part on there was because, one, it sounds like something Pepper would do. And, two, this song is really close to what Corrosion Conformity was on Deliverance. Yeah. Like, this song could be on Deliverance easily.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: And it would make so much fucking sense. I mean – it it just i don't know and i know it's their fucking their number one fucking song on spotify it's mm-hmm. it's easily got to be their hugest song i mean it's perfect
1: yeah that's a great it's word got for a little it.
0: bit of heavy it's got a little bit of mellow it's got a little bit of pop catchiness to it without being poppy you know and fucking dude phil singing on it is just incredible
1: yeah it is a pretty consummate song, dude. It, and it's crazy to think that we still have other songs that we chose after that, you know?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, again, like, it just shows you. I mean, I, there's just so many songs of these guys that I just fucking love. Like, you know, I mean, there's a lot of songs on here that definitely wouldn't even make my fucking, maybe my 15 that I could still sit and just talk about how much I love it.
1: Hell of a way to go, man. Anything else you want to say about uh, Stone, Stone Crow? No. Uh, on that note, what's your number five?
0: We're into the list. Uh, my number five is March of the Saints. Mm, okay. Off of the third album, the fucking... I, I love the rhythm. I love the melody line. And there's something that they're doing in the chords... Um, I'll try and explain it. It's it's on the down Like that that right there almost doesn't sound like a regular power chord. It almost sounds like they're playing octaves.
1: Yeah, it's it's I remember thinking it was really unique the first time I heard it. It, it has a really cool, unique.
0: like phased kind of sound mm-hmm. that and I know mean, maybe there's a phaser on the guitar, I don't know, but it uh I just the way the guitars sound on this one with that melody line. And I mean, Bauer's still dropped out, but like, it seems like he's, I don't know. He's busier than normal, but not with like the Tom. So he's doing a lot of stuff with the snare, but somehow it's still one of those dropped out, like, you know, half time or what is it called? Cut time beats and stuff like that. Like, um, you know, and then it just goes into that fucking bow down down
2: down 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 down.
0: Like there's a a slur to it, a backbeat kind of feel to it. Like it's, and it's, it's called on March, the saints, not March on the saints on March, the saints, you know, the saints are the fucking new Orleans football team. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, I know that they wrote this after Katrina, and it just seems like everything came together for this one per song in particular, not just the album, but just this one song in particular where it was like to me it's almost like it's like the stone the crow of that of this album. Yeah. You know, sure. it's it it's to me it's the big one on that fucking album.
1: It was the lead single, right?
0: I don't know I'm not I don't know what was released off of this album but it, it just has that vibe to it of like it has that that catchability to it like Stone the Crow did that it's gonna gain some steam and, and be it's gonna stand out from some of the other stuff and I just love how it's got all this this ism in it and it's got all this New Orleans ism in it and it's called on March, the saints. And it's almost like, you know, new Orleans is going to come back. We're going to be fine. Yeah, absolutely. You know? yeah, I think and so, yeah. I love that.
1: It's, you know, they, they were kind of trying to carry the torch as far as lifting the spirits and whatnot. I just think, you know, what's fucked up too is the one time I visited new Orleans, they were, it was all the people we were talking about, they're like, yeah, we're coming back from Katrina, you know? And then as soon as we get back, the BP oil spill happens. Oh yeah. They 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 have a hard time catching breaks, unfortunately. Um and I feel like that whole kind of, you know, oh kind of thing kind of informs that area a lot and it kinda carries through in a lot of those bands' music, you know. We talked about Katrina, dude. Um I think I think it was I hate God got fucked the most, right? Their all their gear got wrecked in their practice space and well
0: i mean i think all corrosion stuff did too but like i hate god like yeah all their stuff was fucking gone mike got arrested uh, right around that time yeah um yeah it was it was just a fucking gnarly time i mean you know it's funny because we're in this fucking covid thing and people want to fucking complain about like our government and stuff like that and it's like well yeah but i mean this is nothing new yeah (laughs) you know go back and look at how fucking katrina was handled
1: yeah for sure dude that was fucked
0: i mean yeah it's pretty crazy um what's your number four
1: number four for me is actually gonna be swan song right after stone the crow i mean minus the interlude but uh yeah light uh swan song off nola dude something about again following stone the crow into that weird little keyboard intro thing into into swan song is fucking yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: sick guitar work super harmonized <laughs> yeah man like and then the how it you know that bridge that it's just like fuck man Groove city oh, yeah. dude all over that place like I, I think that's one of their more underrated songs um and again I, this is all this is the last nola song on my list, dude. Like, when they
0: hit that fuck, down, down, yeah, and it just slows down like fuck,
1: dude. yeah. And I just like I can't recall the lyrics off the top of my head, but like that that vibe that you get from the lyrics, I recall being very oh, okay. I mean, like it's kind of runs throughout the whole album. You get a certain vibe of what he's trying to talk about. I don't know if he was doing heroin at this time, but it is. Yeah, between... what does he say when he's
0: like? It almost sounds like he says hero
1: i know what you're talking about
0: yeah yeah and
1: the that's the, the end or whatever yeah 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 that might be it it's just like and then, but i'm thinking about Wait, his what? son yeah he has a line about killing the pain or something so maybe he was doing heroin right true because that was the by by the time of uh great southern trend kill it was full on and oh this yeah. was between um far beyond driven and great southern trend kill so probably um
0: this is your last one, off Nola. Mm-hmm.
1: Like I said, oh, wow. I like two. I'm I'm one of the few people that really likes two. So holy uh, shit, get dude. ready for three
0: songs? You're for a two. fucking weirdo. Oh yes,
1: kidding. I mean I am, but yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like, and that's the thing too is like you could end Nola right here, but then they follow it up with "Bury Me in Smoke," and you're just
0: like, oh fucking hell, dude! Yeah, fucking awesome. That's my number four.
1: Ah, there you go. Perfect transition,
0: <laughs> dude. I, I mean. This is the song that everybody fucking loves for sure. It's, well, okay. So if regular people like Stone the Crow, Metalheads love Bury Me in Smoke.
1: Oh, yeah. They closed with that for a reason. Oh, dude. Just the fucking dun, dun,
2: dun, 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 dun.
0: A lot of people like that part. I like the fucking... Like that. Yeah. yeah. Slur shit is just perfect. And this one to me sound just it's it's this one could be on any crowbar album
1: Mm -hmm. i buy that for sure
0: you know i mean it's i don't know like when when they hit the fucking like the way phil sings on that part and you know and i've never known the words either i've never looked at any words on this whole album it's like of course yeah you pick some certain things out but but it's like there's some things where i'm so like again i'm just so busy listening to the music part i have yeah, no fucking sure. clue what the dude's saying yeah you know but um but yeah even the end of words you know it's like a slight variation on the regular riff and i mean it's They have you know the big jam at the end. If you've ever fucking watched any fucking live footage on YouTube, or you know obviously seen them live, but I've only ever seen YouTube stuff. And I mean, I love it when they play this song, especially at the end. Phil's just going crazy. Yeah, you know they're all just kind of fucking going crazy. And I mean, it's just the heavy fucking song, like easily their heaviest song. I I I just fucking you know I this is one along with Stone the Crow. I think a lot of people would have number one.
1: Most definitely, yeah. You
0: know, and it's not that it's not that I'm over it or anything like that. It's just it it was at number four because I fucking really love it. For one, and for two, like I think the reason it isn't higher in the list is solely because like I it doesn't sound just like a down song. It sounds like a crowbar song.
1: Mm-hmm. It's the heaviest song on the heaviest album. Yes. for sure. Oh yeah. And also um, shout out to Godhammered covering this for a long time. This was what they they uh, I closed with, I think, but they did. They, they put the hammered flavor on this shit. Nice. Yeah. First time I ever met our friend Lindsay. Fucking was was after she got done doing, bury me in smoke with Godhammered. Oh right. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think
0: I've ever seen them do it, but I would. That's love the to. thing.
1: Yeah, they did it for a long time, and then you know they. They've moved on to other stuff since. But like that was their thing for a long time. And they did a sick they also did uh Strength Beyond Strength by Pantera, but they god hammered it it's it, like so it's oh, all nice. so it's all slower and, and gnarly, dude. Like oh man. I got, we ought to have them on again to talk about that shit. They they had some fun with covers. They still do, but like those in particular. Uh anything else you wanted to add to Bury Me and Smoke? No, I Think people get the general idea on that one. <laughs> right on. I'll move on and say my number three is Learn from My Mistake off of two. Okay. This is a depressing ass song. This this album came out when I was in a very not good part of my life. So like, like I was able to relate to a lot of the more downer songs on this one, and this was one of them, dude. Very somber, very, you know, I don't know if slide guitar is the right term, but you know, that kind of slinky Well, and that's just on the lead, too. And then the rest is just this kind of uh, you you say you've still never listened to any King's X albums past um, Gretchen Ghost in Nebraska? Yeah. Okay. They say we're gonna have to get to that another day. But there's a there's this a song I'm li- I'm
0: listening to this right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like I think if I could get past other songs, like I like I'm gonna have to go cherry pick this album and grab the stuff that I like because this song kind of reminds me of something that would be on three.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's there there's so many different kinds of songs on here, like it's 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 never like the same one back to back. That's what I love about it, and I don't remember. Oh no no, no. okay, this comes after my number two, so it's a good it's a good lead in there. Um, but like the way it builds, because it starts off very somber and mellow, and then gradually it kind of yeah. picks up a little more, and his vocal like like his vocals. This was definitely heroin fill right here. I like he said that in like interviews and stuff um but like uh it's and like obviously if you oh no he says there's no junkie with the happy ending 100 percent heroin okay but like you can hear like like <laughs> there's some i'm in the middle of shit kind of stuff going on in this song it's it's heavy man right it oh yeah as it, goes. it
0: definitely sounds something off the the trippier you know psychic more psychedelic next album
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know like for sure
1: yeah so it's i i think it's kind of an underrated song everybody go check that out if you haven't already uh what is your number three
0: my number three is in the thrall of it all off of the third album it it starts off with a
2: like
0: it's mostly that the whole way through, but like, it's just another one where Phil is, he's, you know, cause he hits the fucking like the, in the thrall of it, you know, and he, it's almost like he takes a breath and, ah, and he's got like the fucking different harmonies. There's, you know, it's soaked in reverb. It's, you know, and it's instead of it being open, and down, to. down, you know it's a little more staccato and a little more subdued through the uh, through the verse you know and then it opens up into the fucking chorus or whatever and it's like it's it's almost like a really good uh, it's 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 not just a combo of oh this sounds like a corrosion and conformity song mixed with a crowbar song mm-hmm like and that's one thing i liked about this album was that by the time this one came out this like they have the down sound now
1: yeah they have the down sound down that's what yeah that they really (laughs) yeah.
0: yeah they have the down sound down yeah yes that is exactly it and and so now instead of hearing their other bands in it you're starting to hear just them yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like that that was one of the the big things I loved about uh just the alb- the alb- the third album in general was that it's like I said, you know, I thought Nola was like just total Black Sabbath. You know, and I thought Down 2 was more of a Led Zeppelin style where I think 3 is more like down.
1: Yeah. Exactly. That far and, into their career. And,
0: it's, and it's got a, it's got all of it in there, you know. But it's definitely the more psychedelic album, the trippier one for sure. Um for sure, it, there's not a lot of change through this one. I mean, it really does ride on that fucking. Like that's the majority of it. And then it's like Phil kind of taking it other places. There's a sweet guitar solo in it. Um but yeah, dude, like I I almost think this is kind of like I mean, honestly, you could get into three and four and you're going to be like, these are the forgotten shit, <laughs> you know, because yeah. a lot of people did kind of just either forgot about them or just, I don't know. It's like they heard Nola and two and then everything after that, they're just like, like you were saying like, Oh, it's fine.
1: Yeah, for sure. I wonder if this is like this new album with Kirk is where they kind of like rejuvenate things. Maybe I feel like this could be the time for that. Could be. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. We still got a lot of other things to take care of in the meantime, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anything else about that one you wanted to add?
0: No, man. Number two for you. I
1: alluded to it somewhat earlier. It's right before my number three. Number two is Ghost Along the Mississippi off of two
0: this is the one song i like off this album
1: yeah yeah well this is the only solo i think or single i should say they put off the album i think right maybe
2: yeah.
1: okay it's the only one real. with a video that's what it is but still oh. um the music the fucking groove the bounce to it something about the the airy nature of those guitars it, it's very evocative of like a certain you know aesthetic it really brings something to mind there um and again the video is just them playing but having said that i i didn't know that kirk was the one doing solo kind of, or the solo like you were alluding to earlier i was like whoa really okay <laughs> again though no, if it's it's like you uh, what you were saying earlier, if you've got two guys that are usually front men and focusing on rhythms in their bands and they don't have to worry about that anymore and somebody's got to be the one to do it. Right. So fuck it. No, it's just, it's, it evokes a certain atmosphere to me. It's definitely makes me, not that none of their stuff doesn't make me think of new Orleans but this one, especially, you know what I mean? It makes me think of walking down one of the streets and seeing all the stained glass in the buildings and stuff. And it's cool, man. I want to say they played this. Line. Oh wait, there's another to... song
0: of there's there's another song of theirs I like on this album.
1: That's what I'm saying, dude. There's there's probably more than you think. It's gonna be your number one. <laughs> uh, it probably isn't. What is it? <laughs> Hold on, we'll get to it. Okay, I, uh, I guarantee it's not.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I was gonna say New Orleans is a dying horror.
1: No, but that definitely. I, I again, I had to really f- make sure it wasn't just five from friggin' uh, two. Um, i forgot
0: about that one how much that's that's, that's like what i'm bigger. saying it's there's like some, the bury me in smoke of this album
1: yeah there's some jams on here man that people overlook beautifully depressed is cool too i guess shout out to that too there's 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 some good stuff on there um i guess on that note what's your number two?
0: <laughs> oh, hold on a sec here mm-hmm but yeah. lig- oh dude in the in and 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 in the in the in of in <laughs> yeah, yeah the yeah. water in and in and shit. Yeah. But just a fucking bow, 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 like oh my god dude it's such a fucking cool riff it's a little more like uh the crowbar hardcore mm-hmm. kind of style to it dude like you know and it's yes i used to smoke tons of fucking weed i just don't now because i can't hang <laughs> not a health issue or anything like that but i mean i'm not against it by any means and this was like a huge fucking song for me because a lot of times you would get these like weed smoking songs and they're like really mellow and this one was like okay this is like one of the heavier songs on this album Mm -hmm. you know just like fucking i don't know like i just i always loved how the guitars sounded and it's not like they're doing a ton of harmonies on there, but I mean, just there's a, and also what Bauer's doing on the drums, it gives it like a, oh man, kind of like a march feel, like, it's a different kind of beat, so it gives the whole song a different kind of feel,
1: yeah. when he gets on it with the percussion he really gets on it you know
0: oh yeah and then when they have the little bubble the bubbler solo in the in the middle of it you know he's got those fucking tops and it's really weird that it works as well as it does considering they're unmastered drums so they kind of just sound like cardboard but Mm -hmm. like it's i don't know i've loved this song like since it fucking came out man like Ah, well, fuck. I mean, this whole album, I, like trying to pick, <laughs> you know, it's 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 like trying to pick fucking songs from an album like this. You know, it's like really difficult because yeah, I feel that. I don't know. I, I it's like trying to pick shit off of master puppet's. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's like oh well. <laughs> fine yes. Yeah. So i'll just pick fucking three for the day because you could just depend on when you wake up but but no i mean the, the the three i have from this album are all i mean they're all my top three off this album for pretty much ever
1: it's a solid album for a reason it's as revered as it is for a reason
0: oh yeah and now we're on
1: to number number one yes indeed all right so yeah i don't think a lot of people would think of this fucking song at all all right this one go. this one's called where i'm going from number two what the fuck yeah okay i may have to listen to this. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> again 17 year old dave was a very troubled dave um and this kind of it, it goes kind of hand in hand with learn from my mistake actually where it's just he's, he's like telling you the fucking banjo dude oh, oh yeah the downtrodden banjo song dude if i listen to a down song it's usually this these days it's a banjo and a acoustic guitar i think it literally just sounds like you picked one
0: with no drums
1: yep or bass yeah yeah again it's it's the where where i was in my time in life and how i you know kind of related to the vibe of this song and what was going on i don't even know the lyrics off the top of my head but you can kind of pick up a certain tone off of what he's saying you know
0: (laughs) it's so weird dude fuck it man like it's a downer man i mean i don't know that's probably one i would never have listened to just because i'm not a big fan of the banjo
1: yeah again it's a personal connection thing i think right yeah and then i mean right after that you have okay so here's the thing if it was if I was really being me, I would have picked the, the dube interlude right after that. But that's an interlude. It's an instrumental. It doesn't count. But like that one is chill as fuck, dude. That's, that's one I wish I could have on repeat. And then it goes into New Orleans as a dying whore. That's the other thing about this
0: album. See, I don't is, mind that, but I prefer probably something like Jail.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, you know what I mean? Like that's, that, But Jail's that like
0: a full song. I mean, yeah i mean so for as far as interludes i guess pray for the locust would be like
1: that's an interlude the sure. one for
0: me dude because yeah, like yeah. that one's it's like hyper majestic sounding mm-hmm.
1: yeah
0: you know and i don't even think they have one on the third album i think it's all fucking like full fucking songs oh wait no there's uh his majesty the desert
2: okay
1: yeah, there's probably a bunch. That of one almost here, sounds right?
0: like straight up. Almost sounds like Planet Caravan type shit. Oh, you
1: no, know, <laughs> yeah,
0: and and I mean that's a full song too. So I mean you can't really count. Like, I mean yeah, Jail doesn't count even though you know that's one of my favorites of theirs too. Especially when you're getting into like mellower
1: stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. Fuck, exactly. That. That's where I'm coming more from. Any of that. Uh, so that's why that's my number one. Definitely not going to be anybody else's, but that's okay. <laughs> Uh, I guess on that note, what's yours? Mine fucking just starts off
0: with Mr. Strange.
1: That's the song. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. All right. All right. That's the one that uh, bow, Stephen bow, bow, Carpenter bow. came out to smoke weed with <laughs> on stage four. So what's the name? <coughs> awesome. Ooh. I
0: was getting excited.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: like oh fucking eyes of the south dude okay that's the one and i just say, god damn and that's the one where phil starts with god
2: damn
0: Mm -hmm. and everything kicks in bauer with that perfect fucking cut time fucking beat dude like jesus christ oh i fucking love it i'm not a big blues dude either Mm -hmm. i don't know if i've ever said that on the show I'm not very into, like, not... Like, like obviously, blues-based stuff is fine, like, duh. But I mean, like, straight-up, just, like, bluesy-type shit. Mm -hmm. I'm not really that into it. Like, I would say, on the whole, I'd probably lean more towards the classical side Mm -hmm. than the blues side. Okay. Where, I don't know, this shit, just that fucking... Like and again it's that playing behind that beat, that little wow wow, like it's just behind the beat. So it has a like certain flow that really is kind of synonymous with all of these bands, and especially this one, because they're all there. Yeah, for sure. You know, but like fucking. The fucking part was like, it it has this
2: backbeat.
0: Like the guitars sound fucking heavy. Probably a little more gain. I've noticed, like on Bury Me and Smoke and some of the other songs, like they do, it's like, oh, we're going to change the amps. Yeah. You know, yeah, versus something sure. like Stone the Crow where it has you know a little bit of distortion. But yeah, mm-hmm. then it has this part in the middle where it's got the fucking, ba-na-na, 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 ba-na-na. you know, and Phil's got the fucking, I don't know what he says, but it it sounds like a what do you call it? Like like he's 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 begging or something, and it's got a yeah. little bit of a. It's got a little bit of a—it's not not trauma, but it's—he's—he's he's really fucking conveying whatever he's feeling right there. Is
1: remorse the right term? I'm th- I'm playing it back in my head right now. You know, <laughs> remorse might I mean?
0: remorse might be—he just really sounds like he's going through something like pretty intense, you know. And
1: yeah, I think you were closer you know, with the begging thing or pleading. Even
0: he's got this. These harmonies going, and then it's just like Bowers, boom, and like that shit's over. And then it's just fucking like, and it goes into an even fucking heavier rip less bluesy.
1: Yeah,
0: and I mean, I think they just write it out from there. That sounds. You know, and they right. change it a little bit. You know, like change up. It's got a huge fade out on it, man. I mean, the five fourteen runtime or five you know it's, it's five plus minutes the runtime on this one's very very deceiving because mm-hmm. it's got a huge intro on it and a really big outro yeah but like that's the other part that fucking intro with just todd fucking you know hitting that fucking baseline and these i mean it's just the same note as far as i know like just the whole time you know and you know you got fucking I believe it's fucking uh, Kirk playing the little the little solo things, and then Pepper comes in with the fucking like, and even that like fades in. So like this right. whole thing. In fact, I'm gonna check it right now. and See when exactly it kicks in here with the drums. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what so say is, you know what finishes, the- it finishes goddamn at 139...
1: Oh man, okay.
0: And then that fucking little interlude thing ends at at 349. God damn. So there's only really like two minutes of fucking verse and chorus stuff. (laughs) You know, like That's interesting. But that's what's so cool about it, is like it is like a short song, you know, and they just made it into a long song by putting this kick-ass intro on it and a fucking kick-ass outro on it. And it's it's something you want to hear over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, there's just certain beats, there's certain riffs, there's certain songs, there's certain melody lines that you just never get sick of. Yeah. And, and and you know, we'll get into it when we get into an ISIS episode. I mean, as far as like beats and like rhythms and stuff like that, that I could literally listen to for hours. And and actually still hope that they're not gonna end.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: You, you know, know so it's funny
1: is I I always thought that intro thing kind of reminded me at the very least of ZZ Top. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's got that vibe. Yeah,
2: exactly. Do yep. do, 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 do.
3: Yeah.
2: Was
0: that Lagrange?
2: Yep. Bam, 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 yep. bam. Yeah. Dude, exactly. Kind of yep.
0: is like Yep. <laughs> if Phil was doing anything at the start of it, it would totally be Lagrange. Yeah. <laughs> but this this is the main song when i hear this intro this is where i see those scenes from fucking true detective when they're like driving to the places yeah and it's not sure. showing them you know it's, not, it's it's not on them it's like on the landscape yeah as they're driving by you know these big open areas of water and trees and swamp and yeah aerial is, shots yeah aerial shots and all of that stuff that's to me that would be like a perfect video for eyes of the south Mm
3: -hmm.
0: you know and i i think he says it's a small sense of pride and then he says something like good lord the south is blind Mm -hmm. but she gives me so much suffering with my pain or something like that like i'm not a fucking south dude i'm not a fucking close to fucking I'm more like fucking city person less of a country person Mm -hmm. you know I'm not a fucking redneck whether you see that as a good term or a bad term I'm not really that style but for some reason man like I said I fucking love this band I love this fucking song it almost makes me proud of the South (laughs) you You see what you did down oh what the fuck Phil like you know Uh. yeah like this it almost is like that Like it's so fucking cool Maybe that's part of it. Like I've always thought how cool it was that that the South as just an entity unto its own, you know, took on the North and lost, you know, and fully surrendered, and they're still just all about it. Yeah. Like they still don't give a fuck.
1: That is true.
0: You know, like they're still very, very proud of where they're from and who they are. And, you know, it, it for everything I've heard, man, from people that are from there, it is a completely – like, just it's just culturally it, – it's every bit as culturally dif- different from the north as the east is from the west.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, because on the west, we just don't give a fuck about anything, dude.
0: The west coast is pretty laid back. I mean, in, unless yeah. you've been to both coasts, man, you won't understand that. But fuck, man, go out to fucking – just go to the other side of the Mississippi. You'll see a whole different type of fucking feel to life.
1: Oh yeah. And you know, what's funny is I heard a podcast where these people that moved out to LA to quote unquote make it or whatever. Um, we're, we're all talking amongst each other and they're all from, you know, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, wherever. And they're talking about and, uh, upstate New York and they're all talking amongst themselves about what schools they went to. And they go, you know, what's weird People on the West Coast don't give a fuck about what school you went to. So conversely, as someone well, who's- Are we go- talking here, high schools or- No, like, I'm sorry, uh, like colleges. It's like, cause that's the whole thing. Oh, oh. I went to blah, blah, blah. And they're all talking, yeah, nobody gives a fuck about what, okay, so nobody gives a fuck about what college you went to. So conversely, as somebody that grew up here, I'm like, what, that is something people give a fuck about? You know what I mean? So, the kid, I, so I was like, okay, I got to understand where they're coming from. Cause yeah, I don't give a fuck where anybody came from. You know what I mean? So
0: I think a lot of it specifically San Diego is the fact that you have so many people from different areas. That's true. That you yeah. can't possibly fucking care. I, but I mean, you know that to me, I think that's more of like a, it's just a certain type of person, you know, cause here people brag about where they're from a lot. Yeah. Like you see people throwing up the O for O side. You got, you know people talk i mean especially la and it's not just the gang stuff i mean you do have a lot of people repping where they're from Mm -hmm. you know to the even the fucking you know the 619 gear and the fucking socal gear and yeah and the 1904 stuff and 1502 for ob and Mm -hmm. you have a lot of that here in san diego where a lot of other places no one fucking cares
1: yeah that's true
0: you know know what no one's walking around idaho fucking claim like talking about fucking 208 or fucking, you know, OEC, <laughs> fuck whatever like no one gives a fuck like it's yeah. whatever
1: well you know what i was gonna say it was like maybe it's more of a california thing because like you get those oregon ducks guys going nuts all oh, yeah. the time about because like that's all they got up there so maybe maybe it's yeah. more of a california thing maybe it's a southern uh, I, that, that's
0: thing. like their pro team you know what i mean like yeah they have the oregon ducks they have the state beavers but i mean that's it like that's like their they're pro shit. I mean, because they have Portland Trailblazers, but I don't think they have another pro sports franchise. So, you know, the Ducks are their football team. Like, that's their pro team. But, like, I guess in Idaho, it is different because on our license, on the license plates in Idaho, we used to have, I think they still do it. It's like they have the county. Really? So it's like a number and then a letter because there's like, you know, eight different, you know, counties that start with the letter B. So, you know, it's like 1B, 2B, 3B, all the way up to 7B, 8B, and that sort of thing. Huh, uh, interesting. And so when you're driving through fucking town, like you can literally if you know if you know what they are, and my dad was a cop, so I mean I had he had a fucking sign up like on our cupboards that had a list of like all the counties and like what their license plate county code was. And it's like, you get a lot of shit where it's like, oh, you know, like somebody does something stupid and you're just like, oh, it's a 1J driver. <laughs> nice. Like, you know what I mean? It's a lot of that kind of shit. Off the top people of here, your
1: head, do you remember how many counties there were?
0: Oh, fuck. I don't know. I mean, I know like there was only like three J ones, but there was like eight or nine fucking B ones. Interesting. And I think there's like three or four A's. I mean, there was quite a few. There's a lot more counties there than here. The counties here are huge. Yeah. Yeah you know like i mean they're they're massive but i mean here it's like you know you get people talk about like i'll never go to escondido for nothing like that's fucking ghetto out there mm-hmm. or you know city heights down in san diego stuff like that oh fucking that's where all the fucking whatever and you know el shit cajon, like that. Fucking... el cajon yeah east county there's people in el in you know over on the coast like i'm never going to east county that's where mm-hmm. all the hicks are you, so you get a lot of that too here and then you get a lot of that like in idaho too it's like oh these. Yeah. it's just it's just these fucking people in this county or this kind of driver or they're all yeah. pregnant or they're all whatever, you know what I everybody
1: mean? Like, every place has their own thing i know i know well, yeah, everybody every place- in uh bakersfield even looks out down on a place called Oildale specifically I kind of want to go there one day just to see, you know what I mean? Like just to, what's so bad. I'm just, I'm curious. You know what I mean? Like
0: it's fun. I mean, yeah, everybody, everybody, every somewhere has somebody to talk shit about like, that's just, yeah. <laughs> that's just life, dude. Like somebody's always you know? the
1: redheaded stepchild of the, of the bunch.
0: Oh yeah, dude. So you get down to like fucking, you know, the South and I've, don't, you know, I had a few friends that were from down South and it's, it's such a different fucking thing. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, it almost seems foreign to me because it's like, wow, like that's it it really is like I, I almost want to say it's a little more culturally different than some of the other places because god damn, you think you're fucking country in Kansas, dude. Oh yeah. You know, go to fucking go to like Mississippi or fucking Alabama, even, dude. Alabama, like fuck.
1: Anything between <laughs> Disney World and New uh New Orleans, which is a drive I did one <laughs> right. time. That's oh, a wow. good eye opener, yeah damn that's a rough drive dude yes. so this has been cultural exchange hour with david and jason
0: <laughs> oh yeah because i'm so culturally i have so much cultural knowledge
1: i mean i only have so much too this is this, it's our it's our unique perspective you know what i mean it's oh a yeah nice for little, sure a nice dude. Little segue like, thing. Um. Fucking let us know what your favorite down stuff is. Are you somebody that prefers three over the others? Are you somebody, cause we didn't even talk about it that much. Are you somebody that prefers the EPs over everything else? Let us know. Dude,
0: man. are you someone that prefers down to all of their regular bands?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hit us up, man. We always like getting more insight. We love talking to you guys. Thanks for everybody that's reached out so far. We've met a lot of nice folks over Twitter, uh, Instagram reaching out like fucking, we like talking to you guys. It's good. Thanks for listening. And we like talking to you shout out you guys hell yeah uh on that note as always like rate review and subscribe hit me up at yes it is i david on literally everything a lot of people are reaching out on twitch now which i'm stoked about um That's nice yeah um friggin follow jason at jason fitness on instagram but also just reach out because he's usually the one answering on all the socials medalist pod on twitter medalist podcast everywhere else uh anything we need to add before the episode's over
0: no i'm kind of curious when we'll get back to recording in person yeah me too (laughs) i mean Uh, it's definitely better i mean because i know like the you know the sound quality has been kind of weird you don't have the regular mic that we have at my Mm -hmm. house um so yeah it's a little different we're not on separate channels so i can't really do a whole lot with it so i'm really kind of looking forward to being able to get back to where we can do this shit like in person. Plus, I mean, that's the other thing. So I don't, maybe people don't, I mean, I guess no one would know this, but I don't have a camera on my computer. Yeah. So we can't see each other Mm -hmm. and it's, it's kind of weird. But yeah, you know, definitely fucking hit us up on socials, man. We have been getting a little bit more, what do you call it? Like uh, what do you call that? Oh, fuck, man, engagement. Yeah, there you go. You know, which is cool, man. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, we'll get back to every comment, every fucking message, whatever. It's just sometimes I'm just not in the mood to be on social media because I don't fucking.
1: Because we're human. To. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, anyway, yeah. that's a yeah. that's about it. Like, we're looking forward to getting all this fucking shit. Behind mm-hmm. us, and we can go back to fucking somewhat normal.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to shows again, but that's going to be way, uh, way that's, further down. The line.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a while off. But, you yeah.
1: know, Misery Signals was talking about Furnace Fiesta yesterday in a hypothetical sense, as in they're aware it might not happen. So, oh, yeah, for we'll sure. We'll see. It's Until then, bummer. folks, thanks again for joining us. Thanks again for reaching out to us. We look forward to hearing from you again soon. Until then, eat your veggies.
0: Fuck your prayers. See you then. LATER.